Star Wars 7x7 episode 2429. We're wrapping up our series of looks at the types of Star Wars storytelling and types of characters in Star Wars storytelling that are emerging trend-wise now that we are more than a year past the end of the Skywalker saga. And we are going to be talking about kind of characters related to the saga, but in a way that's totally unrelated. It'll make sense. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So when I say at the top that it's sort of related, but you know, sort of not, the characters that I'm talking about have to do with the Jedi and the Sith and, you know, not the Jedi and the Sith. So this is what I'm getting at. When we think about Star Wars and we think about what makes Star Wars uniquely Star Wars, it's really difficult to narrow it down to one thing. Right? I mean, you know, certainly the sense of humor and the lived-in universe and the mythological aspects of it, you know, these are all aspects that, yeah, you know, maybe it can still be Star Wars without some of that, but, you know, when you start messing with the mixture, it becomes a little bit more difficult to see it as being distinctly, uniquely Star Wars. And what I would argue as one element of that has to do with people who are able to use the Force. Or to put it another way, sometimes Star Wars gets lumped into a science fiction category, but it's really not science fiction so much as it is fantasy in terms of getting close to a genre. I mean, really narrowing it down, space opera, which would be a soap opera in space, is probably the closest way of laying a genre over the thing. But as much as we've talked here on the show and even had a physics professor on the show to talk about the physics of Star Wars, that would seem to move it toward science fiction. But the presence of force users and the ability of light side and dark side force users to be able to do things like, you know, change people's minds and stop laser blasts in midair or slow them down or to do, you know, amazing physical feats of prowess and all those sorts of things, that's distinctly fantasy and distinctly Star Wars. But because of the fact that we are no longer dealing with the Skywalker saga, you have to untether that force use from Skywalker storytelling. So that means that prequel era stuff yeah, I guess you can do a bit of it here and there. And in fact, there was just an announcement that we are getting new prequel era storytelling. E.K. Johnston is going to be able to complete a trilogy of Padme Amidala novels. Queen's Hope is going to be coming later this year, which is awesome. But that's focused on Padme. And yes, it's certainly possible that Jedi and the Clone Wars will play a little bit of a part in it. But that's not the major kind of Star Wars storytelling that's happening. That's completing storytelling that was already in progress. And when you think about the you know post Return of the Jedi space, like we had a cameo appearance from Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian. And while that was fantastic, we've not been given the indication that they intend to really dig into that story, right? What's happening in between the events of Rise of Skywalker and 
uh, Return of the Jedi or even let alone The Mandalorian in Return of the Jedi at this point. Instead, we're getting the Jedi, but way, way, way from any of the Skywalker era storytelling, like hundreds of years before that with the High Republic situation. And we're also moving away from an organized Jedi Order or reconstituted Jedi Order storytelling when we have Ahsoka's appearance in The Mandalorian. She has left the Jedi Order and most recently has been allied with the Rebel Alliance, but just, you know, to help against the Empire because that's what she wants to do, but not because she wants to reconstitute the Jedi Order in any fashion. And that goes back to that old line from Yoda in Return of the Jedi where he says, you know, when gone am I, last of the Jedi you will be to Luke. And the you know, presumption in that moment is that, yes, there may be other Jedi that are alive and kicking, but they are not part of an organized Jedi order, and so can they really be called a Jedi, or are they just, you know, light side force users? So that would certainly explain our awareness that Ahsoka Tano is definitely alive, for sure she is definitely alive when Yoda makes that statement. And the only way it could be, you know, congruent that it could actually be true is if she's not a Jedi, which she is not. The same thing could hold for Ezra Bridger under the presumption that he is still alive. And we also know at this point that Grogu is still alive, right? Grogu was born the same year that Anakin Skywalker was born. So even when Yoda says the last of the Jedi you'll be to Luke, that means that Grogu is still kicking around somewhere, but he is not a Jedi. I mean, technically, we don't even know whether Grogu ever reached Padawan status. I would say probably not. I mean, you know, he may have had to get rid of the braid when he was in hiding at some point, I imagine, if he had had one. But, yeah, I think he is just, you know, too young in the species age to have achieved that status. Even so, the point is, he is a light side force user, or potentially that who was allied with the Jedi Order and the Jedi Temple, who is no longer a part of it and therefore no longer a Jedi in that sense. So ultimately, I do think it's imperative upon Lucasfilm for Star Wars storytelling. They have to do something with light side force users. They have to do it. And by the same token, they have to do it with dark side force users too, because that whole push and pull, that whole balance with the dark and the light side of the force, like that has to be a part of Star Wars storytelling. It really is another part of the blueprint of that whole space. And so, you know, getting as far away from the Skywalker saga as possible and still making it relatable to the things that we already know, that is one of the ways that. Lucasfilm is continuing Star Wars storytelling in the post-Skywalker saga era while still making it relevant to audiences and still making it Star Wars. And I hope we get to see some rogue Force users in the post-Return of the Jedi era as well. People who have been born with these powers and may have figured out how to do a little something with them, but are not formally trained in the Force and, you know, may not be swinging lightsabers around. That's still certainly a possibility. I mean, Soka talked about 
whether Grogu, you know, whether it would be better for him to just let his powers fade, which certainly suggests that that's a possibility and that might be why we're not going to see a lot of major force users influencing the direction of events throughout the galaxy in those post-Return of the Jedi years, but I do think it would be very cool to see some people at least demonstrating limited force powers even if they haven't had any formal training of any kind. And I'd love to hear what you would think about that or anything else that we've discussed here in this episode. So please, wherever you see this post or a post related to this episode at facebook.com slash sw7x7 or youtube.com slash sw7x7, please have a, have a comment, have a say, and let's continue the conversation. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.